Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is game day and we are wrapping up the late week press conferences before today's game against San Francisco. Let's kick things off with Russell Wilson talking about that 49ers defensive front. Well, the defensive front's one of the best in the league. They, they fire around. They're all over the place. You know, obviously, um, they got a lot of uh, tremendous players. You know, obviously, both uh, Armstead, uh, Jones, all the guys that got come in and out of the game, you know. Um, so they're really, really t- talented. Um, you know, they got guys come off the bench and forward and other guys, too. So, um, you know, I think I think the biggest thing is, is their defensive line and what they do. Obviously, Warner is one of the best guys in the league. Uh, just, uh, just in defense in general, um, that really great safeties. Uh, they're a little banged up, you know, on the outside, but you know, they, they have a really good scheme. They do a really good job of what they, what they're trying to get after and how they do it. And other coach extremely well. So we're going to have to be, bring our A game. One key weapon the Seahawks look like they're going to be missing against the Niners is tight end Gerald Everett, who tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this week. He was asymptomatic, but he needs two consecutive negative tests to be able to play on Sunday. Michael Sean Dugar of The Athletic said on Friday that he had yet to test negative. Pete Carroll was talking about plans on ways to get him down there because it sounds like if he tests negative on Saturday and Sunday, he can play in the game. But no word yet on if he did test negative on Saturday. So it sounds like we may not know until game time for that one. But if Everett can't make it, He'd be the first Seahawks player to miss a game due to COVID since the start of the pandemic. Here's what Russ had to say about the situation. We haven't had one yet, I think, for two years or something like that, almost a year and a half and some change. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's devastating in the sense that, you know, you never know what could happen, you know, and this thing has um, been so, so challenging for, for our families, for other people's families, um, for so many people around the country, around the world, um, even our own state, you know, it's been a lot of loss, a lot of pain. And so um, we, we all have to continue to try to do our part, you know, as much as we can. Uh, things happen, unfortunately. And uh, to, to have a guy like Gerald, who's been working his butt off to just continue to be great and continue to be the best version of himself and everything else. Um, and I know he's taking it hard, but also at the same time, you know, I'm, and I'm glad, well, glad he's OK, too, you know, because it is health and it is life and it is real. And um, but he's but he's, you know, seems like he's doing well and everything else. So, um, you know, we're grateful that nobody else has it. And we're just trying to. Um, you know, uh, you know, bunker down, I guess you could say in a way and just be really safe and be really smart. And, um, you know, it's, it's tricky, you know, it's, this thing's in the air, you know, it's, you know, you don't really know, you know, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's one of those things you gotta be really careful and we all have to be careful as obviously as players, but also as fans and friends and family members and everything else. And, um, you know, we can do this together. We all have to do it together. We all have to help each other, remind each other. And I think that's really important. Head coach Pete Carroll talked about the mood around practice this week considering the fact the team is coming off of back-to-back losses. Very serious, very very tuned in. And uh, the, uh, our effort on the field has been as good as it's been all year. And, and that's, you know, everybody feels it. And, and you can just tell there's just another another step to them that they picked up. And, and uh, so it made for a really good week of you know, competitive work. Pete also gave a slew of injury updates. I'll get into it more later at the end of the show, but let's hear what Pete had to say, starting with D. Eskridge. He passed the, the protocol on Wednesday. And so he sat out Wednesday to do that. Passed, had a really good day yesterday at practice. Um, but we, we just don't know that it's right to bring him back yet. So it sounds like they're not wanting to rush Eskridge right back into it. How about Seahawks right tackle Brandon Shell? No, it's not, it's not a real serious ankle injury. He's almost there right now. He just couldn't quite get it. 
And it, it might be, you know, he's shooting for Thursday night, and that, that might be the chance. But if he doesn't make it, then he'll be back for sure after that. So we'll just have to see how it goes. That'll be good news if they can get both those players back into the mix for the Rams game on Thursday. But the Seahawks added a familiar name this week, signing wide receiver Philip Dorsett. It doesn't sound like he's going to be playing this weekend either, but from what Pete says, we could see him soon. He jumped right back out here. He had uh, He's had a couple of great days here. Um, um, we're really happy to see him. He's really fast, you know, as always. He does pick up our stuff really quickly because he's got the background with us. And uh, <clears throat> it won't take him another week before he's competing with our guys, you know, to, for playtime and, you know, trying to get up and get on a, on the, uh, on a game field. A lot of questions surrounding the Seahawks defense after the past two games and questions surrounding safety Jamal Adams. Let's hear what he had to say about the upcoming matchup against the Niners kicking off today. You know, Kyle Shanahan does a, a phenomenal job um, as far as mix, mixing per- personnel um, and, and just giving certain looks to where, you know, uh, they might window dress, uh, you know, a certain personnel, uh, make, you know, make 11 look like uh, 12 or whatever the case may be. 12 look like 11 or they'll bring in 22 personnel. Um, you know, they're very creative. Um, and so, you know, we, we definitely, you know, have a challenge at hand. Uh, we understand, you know, who we're, who we're facing and uh, we have to be on our P's and Q's at all times. Adams also talked about how the Seahawks defense can turn things around after their lackluster start. Yeah, I think it's a, it's about just gain, gaining the confidence back, right? You know, when you drop two games, um, you know, early in the season, uh, obviously you have guys that, that might hang their head, right? But at the same time, it's not about the wins and losses. We got to continue to, you know, uh, put the work in. We got to continue to stay confident, continue to understand what our goals were at the beginning of the season um, because it's a long season. Um, and we, we, we can still reach all of our goals. We can turn this thing around. It, it's happened before. Uh, even when I wasn't here, um, it happened last year, uh, getting started late. But obviously, we don't want these, these late starts. Uh, but sometimes it happens. It, everybody's not going to be perfect in the league. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's, it's who's playing the best football in December. That's what it's about. Now let's hear from offensive coordinator Shane Waldron about how the offense will make improvements moving along. Like everything, I think our offense as a whole is still working to get to the level where we want it to be at. Uh, you know, I know DK had a great one uh, early in the game, two of them uh, early in the game on some play action, some movement. Uh, they, they created some good uh, 19 and a 12 yard uh, play for us. So we're keeping a work on all three levels. Uh, we've talked about it before. We're that balance in our offense. You know, we don't want to live in, in, in one world uh, of extremes. So we're trying to keep that balance. And whether it's in the pass game, the run game, you know, we need to keep working on, on improving in our screen games, but just have having that, that balance on offense as a whole. And that's talking about all three levels in the past game as, as well, and marrying that with the runs and in all different down and distances and, and situations. And here's what Shane, the main brain, had to say about the impact of a potential Gerald Everett absence. Yeah, I think, you know, similar to, to the offensive line room where they've had to have some uh, rotations when guys have been out, you know, it's that, that next man up mentality if Gerald's unable to go. And, and Pat McPherson's done a great job of having those guys up and, and ready to roll, you know, you get a chance to get Colby back out on the practice field. So we'll see where he ha- ends up at the end of the week. And then Tyler Mabry's done just a tremendous job of, of being a backup player to both spots there that he can seamlessly go in the game. And then obviously Will Disley has been playing at a high level throughout the year. And so he's able to do it. So if, if Gerald's unable to go, we have a, a room full of guys that, uh, you know, including and Jason and Ryan that we were able to get uh, on board this week on our practice squad that have been all working well together and, and all guys that we have extreme confidence in that can go into the game and execute at a high level. All right, let's close this out with some talk for the Mariners fans in the audience who are probably more dialed in on a different game today than maybe the Seahawks game. 
Russell Wilson commented on the Mariners' late season run. There's this tight, there's this tight race. It's been amazing to watch. I watched the, all the whole game last night. It was an amazing game. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Kelnick hitting that ball last night. You know, that was a, that was a huge hit. You know, um, <clears throat> just uh, it was a great game. You know, and um, you know, so I, it's cool seeing the, the Seattle fans and just the energy in Seattle. Obviously, we got our Sounders too. They're doing well. That's it's been cool to watch and and be a part of. And you know, so it's just. Um, you know, it's it's a special city, you know, Seattle and and to see sports coming alive, you know, obviously the Kraken are, are, are playing here soon and their first game and they've been they've been practicing and doing preseason or whatever. But it's just uh, it's cool. There's Seattle sports and now we just need to get the Sonics back, I think, you know, but um, but it's been uh, it's been really cool. Obviously, the, see that what the manners have been doing, just that kind of believe attitude that you see, you know, you experience and you watch, you know, it's it's it's, it's throughout the whole team. So that's it's cool to watch for sure. And here's what Pete Carroll had to say about the Mariners and the excitement around Seattle. There's a little uh, kind of Mariners mania going on around here. Uh, we've been watching and, and pulling for them and, and uh, see that um, good signs, you know, when, when you don't even play and you move up. And that's that's pretty good, you know. So we're, we're just rooting for them and uh, coach service and those guys come around and have, have a great finish to the season. So kind of fun. I hope everybody turns out and makes it crazy at the stadium for them and, and has a blast finishing this thing up. And now moving on to injury news, we heard a little bit there from Shane Waldron that Colby Parkinson will be available to play on Sunday, and it seems like Cedric Abwehi has a good shot as well. Both of those players came off of injured reserve this week. As mentioned earlier, Eskridge is not quite ready to play this week. He is listed as doubtful. Tyler Lockett, dealing with a hip injury, is listed as questionable. Benson Mayoa and Alton Robinson are both listed as questionable. But on Saturday, Mayoa was downgraded and will sit out this game. Brandon Shell and Rashad Penny will both be out as expected. In terms of players on the injury report Friday, Gabe Jackson and Dwayne Brown both rested, while Kerry Hyder returned to full action after his concussion last week. Puna Ford, who was dealing with an ankle and shoulder injury, and Tyler Lockett were both full participants this week. DK Metcalf, he was on the injury report, but he was dealing with some foot soreness. He didn't carry an injury designation into Sunday's game, so not questionable, not doubtful, so he should be good to go. If you have more time before kickoff and want to check out some more shows, be sure and check out the What If Preview with Clinton Bonner and Phil Lydic and myself. We get into some questions about this game coming up. Also, I talked to Rob Stats Guerrera of Niners Nation, and we previewed this game. So tune into that one if you want to hear from a 49ers perspective what they're expecting going into this game. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this show. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Be sure you follow along up at Field Goals Game Day Chat. Join in the thread there and be a part of the Field Goals community there. I'll be back here recapping the game, so be sure you subscribe and you don't miss an episode. And until next time, go Hawks!